together growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, from verse 13 to verse 21. In those days when the rulers and the elders and the scribes saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they wondered and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man that had been healed standing besides them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is manifest to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it, but in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they call them and charge them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God, to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all people praise God for what had happened. Like us to look at this account, you remember it starts in chapter 3 where John and Peter go up to, to pray in the temple and they find a man who had been lame, crippled from birth. Peter looks at him and he says, Silver or gold I have none, but in the name of Jesus I command you to stand. I will give you what I have, my faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the man gets up, being helped by Peter, and he stands, and his ankle affirmed. And he walks, jumping and leaping into the temple, praising God. And all those who see him, they recognize him as the man who used to sit by the beautiful gate, begging. There has been a transformation not only in the man, but also in those who saw the man. There has been transformation in the life of Peter and John. Because if you go and you read chapter 4, verse 13, when the rulers saw the boldness of Peter and John. They've become bold, convinced that it is in the name of Jesus that a miracle had taken place. When the people come to them, Peter and John says to them, why do you look at us as if it is by our power that this man has been healed? It is not our power. It is through the name of Jesus. 
It is Jesus himself who has healed this man. And so when Peter is able to do that, we hear that the chief priest, the scribes and the elders, they come, they gather and they are frustrated because of what has happened. And the people are now believing in this Jesus. And in chapter 4, they are now in a council. They are being asked. And Peter says, if you asking us anything about the miracle, well, it's by Jesus that the man has been healed. Look at the boldness of Peter. The boldness of John. It is Jesus whom you killed, but God has raised him. It is that faith. It is that conviction that is found in the apostles that has been fueled by the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the, the elders and the rulers, they see the apostles while they see their boldness and they see that a miracle has happened. They are threatened by it. What shall we do with these men? For a notable sign has been made. What shall we do with this man? For the people can see that the man has been healed. Am I sometimes threatened by someone else's success? Am I sometimes threatened by the wonders that God is doing and performing in other people's lives? Am I sometimes threatened by the greatness of God in your life? Why are the rulers threatened? I mean, they've just admitted that the apostles, they perceive them to be common men, uneducated men. And so one presumes that the rulers and the elders and the scribes, they see themselves as educated. They see themselves as of higher class. Then why are they bothered by the commoners? And sometimes it can happen to us that we are threatened by things that should not be a threat. That we fight people not because of what they have done, but because we feel so inadequate in their presence. That we fight them because they seem to have it all together in their lives. That I don't like them. Why are they always smiling? I don't like them. Why are they always happy? What shall we do with these men? But the question is, what have these men done? What have they done that deserves them to be punished? But they can't find anything. But they are also scared. They are scared that unless they do something, what they talk about will spread. They are scared that people will be helped. They are scared that people's lives will be transformed. They are scared that people will be healed. They are scared that people will have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Do we not go through that 
fear as well. I'm scared that you will find yourself. I'm scared that you will live without me. I am scared, I'm sad that you are happy without me. I'm scared that you are so independent. I'm scared that you've got your own mind and you think and make your own decisions. Sometimes we need to look at our fears. And as we look at our fears, we need to realize that why am I afraid? Why am I afraid of you? Why am I afraid of this situation? Why am I afraid of moving on with life? Why am I afraid of starting a new job? Why am I afraid of living away from home? Why am I afraid of being with you in the same room? Why am I afraid of being alone? Why am I afraid of commitment? Where, where does this fear stems from? Why am I afraid? And funny enough, they know that they cannot do anything. They command the apostles. But Peter and John says, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. But we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Listen to that conviction of Peter. I respect you as someone in authority, but my loyalty lies to the truth. I am loyal to the truth and I'm loyal to God. And how many of us are like that? That I want to remain faithful to God. I want to remain faithful to the truth. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.